Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Welcome in, everybody, to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hey, buddy. Stephen Wallman. Nice to see you, man. This show is sponsored by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Stop by maxandstevens.com. Pick up a bottle for you, your friends, your pets, your family. Uh, you can also call or text them at 443-743-2444. Right? That's right. Um, also, a gentle reminder to everyone that not to take anything said on this show as professional medical or legal advice. That's right. We just hope to educate you, maybe entertain you a bit today. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. And we're live in the studio, so we are taking calls. The phone number to call in live uh, with questions or comments is 410-922-6680. If you're a regular listener to the radio station, you hear that number all day long, 410-922-6680. Now, there are a lot of people that are shy and they don't want to call into the radio, but if you want to text a question, you can text a question to 443 443- Seven four three two four four four. Anytime we'll keep an eye on that. Um, also, if you can't get to a radio or don't have an AM radio for whatever reason, you can listen to us on your smartphone or the internet, right, Max? That's absolutely right. You can How do they listen do that? Any kind of podcast software you use or any kind of app you use, you can look up Understanding CBD with Max and Steve, and you can also go to understandingcbd.com. Click on the Listen Live button, and then you can stream the show live. You can also catch videos there as well as on YouTube. Yeah, that's right, the replays. But if you're on YouTube, make sure you click the subscribe, like, share, notification bell, ding, ding. And that lets other people know that it's good information and they should, you know. Indeed. They should should pay attention. They should pay attention. Yeah, so Jackson 5, ABC. Easy as one, two, three. You you like that song? Absolutely. We love the Jackson 5. I love the Jackson 5. Um, And I thought today would be an appropriate uh, one because we're going to learn a lot today. We got uh, got a master here of information before we get to that. Um, At 2.43, we got Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez in the house from Atlantis Medical Wellness Center. Uh, He'll be here in Doc G's corner with his wise words. He always brings us some information that's helpful. Um, 253, we'll have another great story pulled out of our mail sack. That's right. Thank you, Max, for that. Um, there you go. Nice Foley. <laughs> Noah said we have a nice Foley. <laughs> okay. We know what he means. Foley artist. Foley artist. That's right. Max, um, on, on to our main guest, but are you a Star Trek fan? Maybe a little bit. I watched some of the old stuff. Um, you? I, you know, I, I've watched some um, some of the old, um, maybe a little bit more of the newer stuff with my son, but my favorite is obviously that everyone's got a Captain Kirk impression. Right? Everybody, except me, maybe. No, yeah. Captain's Law. Yeah, very nice. This is, you know, something yeah. like that. Good old Bill Shatner. He's still doing work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. What's he? He's doing some. There's, there's, right? there's a show he does on. Uh, I can't remember which one of the Discovery networks. It's called The Unexplained. Okay. Vicky and I watch it actually. Gotcha. But you know about uh, Star Trek and so forth. I know he had the pointy ears, but um, our guest today is known as the Spock of cannabis. 
Um, and since you know a little bit more about the show than I do, what, what kind of characteristics does Spock have? What do we expect here? What I remember of Spock is he was the, I think, science officer, and he was a very logical kind of guy. So I think if it's about getting straightforward information and logical answers, I think that's what the whole Spock uh, reference is. Well, that's great. And that's really what our audience is all about. Um, but his real name is not Spock of Cannabis. His real name is Darwin Millard, or Millard, if I uh, you can correct me there. Yeah. Um, tell us about him, Max. So Darwin Millard, uh, a.k.a. the Spock of Cannabis, very cool nickname, I might add. Uh, he's a cannabis, marijuana, hemp industry thought leader. He's got over 14 years of hands-on extraction and product manufacturing experience. Uh, Darwin's actually a mechanical engineer by trade, and he specializes in mechanical and solvent-based extraction methods. Um He's an executive committee member of ASTM International's Technical Committee, actually multiple committees. I don't think that we can say enough about uh, our guest today. So, Darwin, welcome to the show. I'm going to give you the Spock line, the live long and prosper. I know you're <laughs> supposed to say that at the end, but I'm going to welcome you with that. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thanks so much, Max and Stephen, for having me here today. I really appreciate it we, and, and look forward to uh, talking with you guys. And we appreciate having you, Darwin. We, I hope we did justice with the whole, uh, you know, whether or not uh, we gave you a, a good reason for why you chose that nickname. Do you want to enlighten us? I know I asked you this before, but I know that the listeners would like to hear how you got the Spock nickname. Did we get it right? Uh, Max, you, you nailed it right on the head there. Um, working within AST of International's Technical Committee, uh, D37 on Cannabis, uh, my colleagues there uh, uh, dubbed me the Spock of Cannabis, given the uh, uh, logical answers that I would provide and also, you know, providing answers where, for people that, I guess, you know, what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, when your significant other goes out and they said, how does the sweater look on me? You know, <laughs> you're going to give them a straight answer. Or, you know, <laughs> I guess it depends on how much time you have. Um, cool. Well, look, we want to dig in because there's so much information to get to. Um, and I think the first question I had for you is, how did you cultivate such a passion for cannabis? And where did that start? That's a great question, I guess. Um, so I've been a, a lifelong consumer, I suppose. Uh, not since I was born or anything crazy like that, but I've been consuming for a, a pretty decent amount of time. And for me as a mechanical engineer, um, who was already involved in uh, making traditional water uh, separations, water extracts, and things like that at the time. Um, it was kind of, I could take my mechanical engineering degree and use that to uh, design and build slurry pumps for the fracking industry, or I could dive headfirst into Colorado's uh, fledgling uh, cannabis program at the time, and you know I wouldn't change anything uh, for the world, having spent you know 15 years in industry now, uh, having traveled the world, helping clients really on every scale of extraction and product manufacturing, figure out how to achieve their goals uh, according to you know their scale of operations or their budgets or their brand expectations, which is something really important that I think a lot of people forget. Um, it's been an amazing opportunity, and I just want to make sure that others have that same opportunity to kind of dive in and not have to be so nervous about, you know, what the future is going to be like. Well, yeah, it's interesting when you talk about the dive in at the time, <clears> if you <throat> could take yourself back there, because I know it's been a little while. Um, what was your first position in the industry and and how did you make that decision to get into the cannabis industry at the time? What, what was your, did you have an entry level position or what kind of job did you have? Sure. Well, Back in the day, so to speak, when it was still very much Wild West and kind of, so to speak, it is, still is, right? Um, 
and it was a caregiver model. So I became a caregiver and so that I could cultivate legally and process legally in order to uh, provide products for the patients at the time that I was supporting through a cooperative network. Okay, so a caregiver model and the status that allows you to grow and process. For a certain set of patients, that is correct. Yeah, so you get a list of patients right under you, and uh, you would then grow uh, enough cannabis to support their uh, medical needs, which is, of course, subjective, uh, which means you could grow a lot (laughs) (laughs) and produce a lot. Did you have to find the patients yourself, or was that like were they assigned to you type of thing? That's a great, uh, really great question. Um, so I was lucky enough to work with a group that had formed a caregiver network. Uh, again, it was the uh, the very uh, like fledgling licensing type of framework form because uh, the state really wasn't helping us at the time, and instead it was the the the, the patients. It was the community coming together to support each other to make sure that there was access to uh, product. What about uh, friends and family? How did they interpret your sort of, you know, diving into the cannabis industry? Uh, my parents were, were very uh, afraid for me, very nervous, right? They didn't want to see me uh, um, throw away, you know, my career, throw away my life, you know, spent, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Effectively, right, nervous as any parents would be, right, because there was at the time there wasn't, as you know now, right, a, a legitimate marketplace, something where you could spend a career trying to uh, strive toward getting into. And at that time, it was there was nothing to strive towards, right? It was basically, what are you thinking? Um, and uh, for me, like I said, I, I just wouldn't change it for the world, given the uh, the amount of impact that I've been able to see. Uh, and have on the marketplace. And that's important. Everybody needs help in the marketplace. What, what no... was it? Um, was the pay competitive to what you were doing before? Was it, um, you know, a, an increase or was it sort of an unknown for you making that step? Uh, well, coming out of college, right, really not having a job in really a traditional industry, right? Um, I got to set the pay terms and with the market kind of how it has evolved over time, something very, uh, we would kind of do splits on yields, right? So half would go to the co-op and half would stay to myself. As a, as I said, lifelong consumer, <laughs> I, I started, I paid myself in the beginning very much by just processing for uh, splits on the yield, which is very, you know, super common practice that was done uh, and is still done depending on where you are in the marketplace. And if you can make uh, money off of selling, you know, your portion of the yield that you are, toll processing for an, uh, a client or something like that. Okay. Um, question for you. So one area of your focus is phytochemical extraction, and I remember talking about that. Can you explain what that is and what you like about it? Yeah. So phytochemicals is just a fancy word for talking about the uh, chemicals that are naturally produced within plants. And the cannabis plant uh, obviously produces a lot of uh, beneficial phytochemicals from cannabinoids to terpenes to flavonoids uh, and all sorts of other essential oils that are produced by the plant. Uh, And that also can be uh, whether that's produced by the plant's flowering parts or the plant's seeds, uh, which we've known for quite a long time, right, the nutritional value of the essential oils that are produced from expressing the seeds. Got it. 
Yeah, that's a good detail. Now, um, we do have to take a, a short break, and we're going to be back with more information uh, from the Spock of Cannabis. So if you haven't had heard your question uh, into us, make sure you get it in now, and uh, we'll be right back. Get your thinking caps on. People. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hello there, Stephen Wallman. And hi, everybody. We're here today with Darwin Millard, a.k.a. the Spock of Cannabis, 14-year cannabis industry thought leader and hands-on expert of extraction and product manufacturing. Um, Darwin, you recognize that song? Yes, sir. You gave a shout-out to Propagandi there, a little bit of airtime. Appreciate that. Yeah, sure. That was, uh, was uh, Propagandi Failed Imagineer. Good song. I've been. Uh, thanks for introducing me to that because it was a new uh, new band to me. I'm not a, a punk rock fan per se, but a uh, lot of a lot of incredible background to the band and that song as well. So and you know what else is cool? That's going to make it to our Spotify playlist. Yes, that's right. That's It'll right. It'll be on our Spotify playlist. It'll too. introduce people to that. So music. thank you, Darwin, for bringing that in. Um, we had some questions we forgot, we did not forget, but we yeah. ran out of time. We wanted to make sure we asked first before I, we get deeper. I wanted to make sure that we touched on uh, the ASTM International that you work with, so the company. So, you know, tell us about the work that you're doing with that ASTM International, please. If I hope I'm pronouncing it right, it's not ASTML or anything like that. <laughs> it is, ASTM International is one of the world's oldest standards development organizations. Uh, so, you might have uh, be familiar with ISO. Uh, or ANSI, uh, or um, uh, AOAC, or some of the other various different types of organizations that are out there. ASTM International is uh, is one of those. And in 2017, they formed um, a technical committee, of which they have, uh, I think it's over 150 various technical committees. I mean, these guys create standards for the airplanes flying above, the roads you're driving on, the fuel you put in your car, like all of those types of things. So they created a technical committee in 2017, uh, the D, letter D as in Douglas, uh, 37 on cannabis to help create standards for uh, this, you know, booming marketplace in order to uh, protect or establish a product quality standards to ensure product quality and uh, promote environmental and public health and safety. 
And uh, so I've been working the last four years with ASTM International's Technical Committee D37 as uh, the vice chair for D3704 on processing and handling, which is one of the nine subcommittees, as well as co-chair for D3707 on industrial hemp and really helping to make sure that the voices of seed and fiber producers don't get uh, um, uh, overlooked or, um, I guess, too much noise. I'm trying, you know, whatever the right colloquialism there, and they're not overlooked and drowned out by the voices from our resin community, right? Because obviously the flowers and resins have a lot of attention right now, but the seed and fiber marketplaces have been established for uh, quite a long, uh, a much longer time, especially when we're talking about. Um, commercial global marketplaces. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because the, you know, people mostly hear about the boom in CBD and they also may think of hemp as uh, paper and you can go get uh, hemp seeds on your smoothie. Um, I'm curious as far as because you have an international exposure, is um, U.S. unique in what's happening right now and, and where the CBD boom is and I guess less on the the, the protein side of it? So that's a actually super great question. And in fact, for a while, it, it was unique with its pursuit of resins from quote unquote hemp, uh, you know, varieties of the cannabis plant that can be classified as hemp based on your authority having jurisdictions level of THC, right? Uh, for a while, the U.S. was very much unique in that respect with easily 90, 95% plus of acreage planted for resin production. Like that, that was the goal, as you guys were saying, growing for CBD. Uh, and the rest of the world, right, didn't really look at that. Uh, you have Canada as really the world's global uh, edible seed supplier, uh, growing uh, nearly uh, all of the world's edible seed with almost, I think it's, it's a good portion, very healthy portion of that is imported into the United States. Uh, and then you have Europe with really the more uh, clothing fiber, uh, clothing fiber side, and as well as technical fiber, major pushes in um, con uh, uh, construction materials, composite materials, and things like that. And of course, China as your global hub for the production of all things seed and fiber, uh, just because um, of the um, the way that their system has been nationalized. You know, uh, they grow uh, they grow fiber on the large scale to produce uh, garments for the Chinese uh, military. And for that reason, right, it's a nationalized program, which is a, a very fundamentally different, right, than the way that it's done in, in most other countries. You know, it's no mystery that the cannabis plant is versatile and a useful type of plant. So let's take it a step back a second. And I want to, you know, answer one of the more common questions that we get in a very easy question I, I, probably for you to answer. And that is, what is the major difference between cannabis, marijuana, hemp, that sort of thing? Great question. Uh, well... Marijuana and hemp are really two sides of the same cannabis coin, and they're really only bifurcated by uh, a the authority having jurisdictions definition for their limit of THC. So how much THC can be in a cannabis plant is really, or a cannabis product, is the only thing that is the difference between that product and something that can be commercially classified marketed and labeled and sold as hemp. You have six, uh, you know, specifications that are put in place that uh, restrict that level of THC for your product to be classified as hemp. Right. 
Yes, and, and that sort of goes, so when someone's searching for a hemp product, a hemp CBD product, they see the labels and they can be so confused. They see broad spectrum, full spectrum, and isolate. Can you help us understand the differences between there and help the consumers out a bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of it's, uh, it, in some respects, it depends on who you talk to, because how broad is broad and how full is full, right, in, when you're talking about terms that could potentially be synonyms. So terminology is a fun subcommittee under the standards <laughs> development that, we're, uh, that we do. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I believe the marketplace has kind of settled on uh, full spectrum, meaning uh, with THC, but at the limit that allows the product to still be classified as hemp. So in the U.S., Canada, and in Europe now, that would be at 0.3%. Uh, and if you're talking about the plant and extracts anyway. If you're talking about food products, right, then we go into a different world. Uh, we're talking about parts per million in that particular case. Um, <clears throat> and then you have, uh, I apologize, I got a little off. Uh, <laughs> no problem. A uh, little off track. Uh, if you could just remind me really quick. Yeah, the, well, the, the full spectrum and then broad spectrum. Thank you. And, Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> broad spectrum, be, uh, full spectrum with THC at the limit of the authority having jurisdiction. Uh, and broad spectrum without it. And, and, you know, speaking of extraction methods, that's a common question, too. I mean, it's uh, people, when they research CBD companies, they come across all the different extraction methods, right? And everybody thinks theirs is the best. It's, it's supposed to be CO2 or ethanol or uh, hydrocarbon extraction. Can you shed some light there? Uh, sure, of course. Absolutely. Just really quick. And isolate, right, is the isolated form of the CBD molecule from that full or broad spectrum. And depending on your solvents that you use, right, whether it's ethanol, CO2, or hydrocarbon, those all produce very similar uh, extracts. But depending on the processes that you can put in place, the different parameters that you use, you could make different qualities of initial extracts. So, you know, if you're just trying to get something quick and dirty done, you can get, you know, a pretty crude extract that you've seen on the market, dark, you know, black oil, you know, darker in color anyway, right, that needs some refinement. Whereas if uh, with more sophisticated CO2 parameters, you can in fact extract uh, individual cannabinoids or leave the waxes behind, reducing your uh, post-refinement uh, requirements. And with some of the hydrocarbons, right, with the uniqueness of their uh, selectivity and their extraction uh, uh, reaction, I guess, uh, capabilities with the molecules you're able to do, also very similar selective reactions at uh, lower pressures than CO2 uh, or ethanol, but you, then you, of course, have to deal with uh, higher fire and life safety requirements for um, hydrocarbon-based extracts. Hmm. Gotcha. Now, on the same line, and then we'll shift a little bit, but as a consumer, you can imagine it's somewhat confusing. Any advice for someone who's trying to buy a CBD product, how they know if they're getting something that's good or not? Um, unfortunately, no, and that's kind of the problem with the marketplace is that you know, it really is on the consumer to have to do the research on the manufacturer or the co-packer because not everybody makes their own products in this space. They could be made by someone else uh, and really determine what uh, quality management systems are put in place by that manufacturer, right? Are they uh, FDA compliant? Because in the hemp space now, you, everybody has to be FDA compliant when it comes to the manufacturer of products. So if you're making a food, that's 21 CFR 117. And if you're making a dietary supplement, that's 21 CFR 111. 
that your manufacturer has to be compliant with, right? You have to have an FDA registration number. There's so many things really that consumers take for granted when they go into, you know, just your convenience store, right? Walk down the aisle and they see all the products that are faced towards them and they just grab something out of, you know, an impulse buy because they, you know, don't, they don't even consider the potential product safety concerns that might be there. And when buying CBD products and some of these other things that are out in the marketplace, our consumer base takes the same assumption that, you know, those, those products are safe when in fact they may or may not be. And that comes down to the, the sophistication of who's making that product. And like you said, how, how do you, how does a consumer then have to figure all this stuff out? Right. And then go find it, go search for it. Well, you're looking for manufacturers who are being transparent. So they're going to have some information on their website about uh, the processes that they do. They don't use like uh, marketing language. They're very, very transparent. They're clear. They spell it out for you what they do in their extraction process or the refinement or their manufacturing process. They provide you with uh, batch to batch um, data so that you can then look up and see, you know, what was the uh actual cannabinoid content of that product was it actually hemp right is it how much cbd is in the product you're looking for as well as you know contaminants and other stuff like that you know heavy metals uh, are a big deal the cannabis plant is a major phytoremediator and maybe being aware of that and looking out for that and making sure that the manufacturers are being uh, are also aware and reporting data for you as a consumer to find is important but again i stress that it really shouldn't be the consumer's responsibility to uh, to know whether or not their products are safe. Gotcha. Well, you know, we have a call on the line, and I think the question's really on the same uh, vein here. It's George from Mount Washington. You got a question for the Spock of Cannabis. Uh, well, you just answered a lot of my questions. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so let me get straight to if, uh, as an interested professional in this area, how would... Uh, how would we, myself particularly, get in touch with you for some um, follow-up uh, expertise uh, consultations? Um, Want to keep my patients safe? Sure, absolutely. Um, you can reach out to me uh, via my website, which is thespockacannabis.com, uh, or you can follow me on Instagram at thespockacannabis. Um, you can also email me directly, uh, which is just my first name, Darwin at thespockacannabis.com. D-A-R-W-I-N? Yes, sir, just like the scientist. Darwin at the, the, so the rest of the, the You get at thespockofcannabis.com. Thanks, George, for calling. Thank if you, you need anything, we, we can get that to you afterwards for sure. Thank you. Um, Thank but appreciate you calling, and if you do have a question, uh, just reach out. Thanks, I, we have so many more things to get to here. Um, I wanted to make sure um, we hit on this question because it's a big one of mine. I mean, hemp has been around for thousands of years. There's proof of people using it in different civilizations for both fibers as well as uh, smoking it and making tinctures. Um, all this technology, extracting and, and details, can we just eat the plant? <laughs> um, what's the need for all this processing? That you know, great question. Uh, short answer: Yeah, absolutely. You could just eat this plant, and and we have for as you said, m millennia, you know, thousands of years. And in fact, I think it could be argued, uh, and some uh, anthropologists are starting to dive, in, dive into those studies that 
the cannabis plant and starting to actually cultivate it could have been one of the things along with barley and hops uh, in the creation of alcohol and beer could be one of those things that actually started society as we know it. Right? One of those fundamental things that is that without it, right, you know, maybe we would have evolved as a, as a culture or as a species differently. It's hard, it's hard to tell because it's been so impactful uh, with our, our species. It's been around forever, right? Uh, hunting together, finding this plant, discovering that uh, the seeds from this plant are indeed incredibly beneficial and healthy. I mean, that's where it all started from is eating the seeds of the plant. Uh, but of course, to get the seeds, right, you'd have you'd have to uh, manipulate the plant with either your hands or something, and then you'd see that there are this sticky resinous goo substance that comes off of the plant too, and uh, the inquisitive species that we are consuming that, right, whether either in raw or preparations or eventually smoking it, you know, determining that there were indeed benefits from also uh, the resins, and we've so- known about these things, as you said, for. Speaking of the seeds, a lot of people buy the seeds, they put it in their smoothies, they put it in salads and such, you know, and when when people are eating these hemp seeds, are they getting the same phytocannabinoids potentially as as what they would get from an extract? Great question. Answer is no. Just straight out, cannabinoids in and traditional hemp food products, the seeds, the seed oils, anything containing the seeds are contaminants or adulterants or trace constituents. These things exist on the outside of the seed. And only improper cleaning prior to uh, processing would have, you know, uh, cannabinoid concentrations in excess of parts per million. All right, Darwin, that's great, man. You've been an awesome guest. Obviously, we knew we'd only scratch the surface. How can people get in touch with you one last time? Yeah, um, you can go to my website, thespockofcannabis.com. It's the easiest way to get right into the brain of the spock of cannabis. Uh, Instagram's easy. Follow me at the Spock Cannabis dot com uh, at the Spock Cannabis. Sorry, uh, or on LinkedIn, you can just find me at uh, Darwin Millard, um, and I'm I'm a resource and open book, and always here to op- uh, answer questions. Tremendous value. We'll be right back with Doc G's Corner. Thank Stay you. Stay tuned. more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. What a guest. Uh, this is Doc G's Corner on Understanding CBD. Hello, Max. Hello, Stephen. Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez from Atlantis Medical Wellness Center in Silver Spring, Maryland. Gentlemen. What's up, Doc? Yeah, another day in paradise. <laughs> Good to see you. That's uh, good seeing you too. Thank you guys for having me. I am Dr. Beck Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. There's a basic point I want to make on today's Dr. G's Corner. The systems in your body do not work alone. For example, if you have a thyroid problem, the issue is usually not just about your thyroid. If you have heart disease, the number one killer in the United States, the issue is not just about your heart. Diabetes, menopause, cancers, obesity all go way beyond those, just those systems that are being treated. Your body works in what we call domains of physiologic function. Now, I promise I'm not about to get all geeky on you. I only want to teach you in this short four-minute spot 
that your body works in a balance of complex systems. And if you are taking a medication for one disease issue, or you have specialists that are focused on a part of your body and there is no discussion about the other parts and how they all work together, then you may be hurting some of those other systems in your body. For example, if you have high cholesterol and you're taking a medication for cholesterol, that medication may be hurting your hormones, your liver, or your muscle function. And if you're not discussing that with your prescriber, then other issues may pop up. The worst part is that you would be given another medication for that additional issue. And this is how patients' medication lists grows as they age. Sometimes in understanding how your individual physiology or physiologic domains work together in a balance of health can minimize the need for multiple medications or start medications that help more than one issue at a time and prevent other issues from developing. This is called a functional approach to your health. A powerful example to all this is the more recently studied endocannabinoid system. You, you have a natural CBD system in your body that you were born with. As you age and you expose the out, and get exposed to outside stressors, that system, like the other systems in your body, can become unbalanced. Scientists are just now beginning to understand the concept of a condition referred to as clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. There are two known types of CB receptors in your body, CB1 primarily found in your brain, and CBD2 mostly, or CB2 mostly found in the periphery, especially in the gut and your immune system. These CB receptors affect your brain function, lung tissue, heart strength, immune function, gut health, sex hormone production, bone health, and the healing of nerve damage. The endocannabinoid system works to heal your issues with diabetes, autoimmune diseases, heart disease, menopause, irritable bowel issues, and so much more. This surge of interest in how CBD helps your overall health has led to a flood of misinformation in this unregulated industry. There are three takeaways here. One, you have a natural CBD system in your body that ages and declines in function. Two, know that CBD can absolutely help improve your overall health. And three, it is important you seek the advice for a properly sourced CBD product from a medical provider knowledgeable in your individual medical issues. If you have any questions concerning the use of CBD, you can call my clinic at 301 622 2722 to set up a telephone appointment, and I will be happy to answer questions as they apply to you and your medical condition. Again, that number is 301-622-2722, and mention you heard me on this radio station, or you can message me directly on Instagram at bengonzalez underscore md. That's B-E-N-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z underscore md. Well, guys, I hope that helped. Have you have your listeners send in subject requests for future Dr. G's Corner discussions. Great That's idea. Great. You hear that? You hear that, listeners? Let's hear that, listeners. Send in. us emails. You can call Dr. G. You can call us. And I think that was really helpful information for people that are, are taking multiple medications or for the first time prescribe something and right. aren't really sure of the side effects. If your doctor's not looking at that full picture, you need to get, get in touch with Dr. G immediately. It doesn't have to be about CBD. That's just another tool in his toolbox. Um, we'll be right back with uh, Mail Sack. <laughs> she does it better.
Now more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us at Understanding CBD. Our phone number here for the next few minutes, if you want to call us, is 410-922-6680. Before we get into this, Stephen, you have an announcement about next week. Yes, next week uh, on Understanding CBD, we welcome back from episode 33, Professor Shad Ewart from Anne Arundel Community College. He's going to be discussing the cannabis industry, entrepreneurship, as well, and be prepared to add value to this industry. That's great. Um, Another thing to mention, because um, this is for our friend Eric Stamper um, and all the veterans out there, Veterans Initiative 22 is is presenting a 420 event um, April 20th. Uh, which is this Tuesday, right? Yeah. That's Max's birthday also, so happy upcoming uh, birthday to you. From 6 to 9 p.m., Southwest American Legion Post 332. It's uh, 2603 Virginia Avenue, Halethorpe, Maryland. And it's uh, 22 per ticket, free for veterans, which is an awesome, awesome deal. It's a comedy lineup. It should be great. Uh, make sure you get your questions. Uh, I mean, get get your tickets. Uh, if you have any questions, you can call Eric at 410-660-3198 or info at veteransinitiative22.com. All right. So this we are constantly building a bridge between people and cannabis. And this is our favorite segment where we get to talk about us called Mail Sack. You've got mail. Back here, Max. Uh, this week, our mail sack is uh, from Trevor in Colorado. Yeah, I got this cool call from a guy named Trevor in Colorado. So, what was really cool about the call initially was that he was calling from Colorado, and I said, hey, "Go ahead, yeah, yeah." No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm you're, you're going to go right into it now. Like Colorado, isn't that like the cannabis capital of the country? Well, that's why I saw your jaw open up because you were curious about that. That's what the same thing that I thought. I said, "How'd you hear about us?" It turns out he heard for our podcast. He was uh, listening to our podcast. He searched for it and found it and really enjoyed it. And said that um, I asked him. I said, "You know, you're in Colorado. You're in the mecca. You know, for all intents and purposes." I said, "Why not search locally?" And, you know, he told me in a very nice way that he thought it was a little bit of a shady industry out there. I said, interesting, interesting. So he decided to call us. I, you know, the- yeah, I mean, they talk about it being the Wild West, you know, maybe maybe more difficult to find, you know, legitimate, credible people like us. Yeah, we yeah. hope. Right. I mean, we talk, I talked I to Trevor for, for a good long time and Trevor, uh, his issues were stress and anxiety. Uh, we talked about some of the different ways that CBD could help with that. Um, he also uh, was complaining a little bit about some chronic pain that he had. And again, so this was a lot of education about how to use the product properly, using it sublingually, topically, et cetera. Um, even pets came up because he mentioned that he has a dog with separation anxiety. So I got into the story about how you use it for your pups, how I use it for my dogs. Um, so he it was very, um, I think, uh, informative for him. And he ended up actually purchasing the product, too, which was really cool. But one of yeah. the concerns he had was he, he, he has a CDL. So we get that question a lot, and, you know, it would probably be a good opportunity to talk to the audience a little bit about what that means. So what do we typically tell people when they come up and they have a CDL license? Yeah, CDL is a truck driver license, so bus drivers, um, any tractor-trailer drivers, the regulations are tough on them. And they're typically concerned because there's going to be a drug test or a urinalysis of some sort to find out their THC levels. And with um, full-spectrum products or really any cannabis product, there's a chance that there's a trace amount. You know, as Darwin mentioned, the regulations are what they are. 
Um, but if you do buy any extract or if there's any hemp CBD, even if it says isolate, there's a chance that there is a trace amount. So um, we, we do tell consumers to be aware of that. They you know obviously use it at their own risk. Uh, but when they use it topically, it'll be safe. You won't be able to get the concentration of THC that's in a hemp product through to your urine to actually have a problem. So if it's an aching back or a shoulder or a neck, that type of thing, um, you can put it, some people put it on their head for migraines, uh, but they just have to know that there is some risk if you're going to ingest any hemp product. And that's, you know, and, and Trevor was willing to take the risk because I told him to use it topically if he's concerned, but he said, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of pain and at this point I'm willing to take the risk. I mean, you know, you had that trade-off, right? I, I explained to him that anecdotally it doesn't seem to be an issue, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's our perspective and we're just conservative. A lot of people we hear, I mean, people come up and say, oh, no, it's no problem. And right. maybe that's the case, but we just want you to, it, you know, it's like buyer beware. Everyone needs to be responsible for their own self. I would hate to tell someone there's no problem and then they lose their job, yeah, lose their that, career. And that's exactly what I said. I said, do it at your own risk. Thank you for doing enough research to actually reach out and talk to us before making a product choice. And thank you for enlightening us as to what's going on, at least in his little realm in Colorado. You know, maybe he searched the whole state. Who knows? You know, but yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that before also. And you yeah. know, the other thing that uh, when you told me about this, that I think stood out for me was that the shockingness of the multiple use thing for one product that mm -hmm. you can use an oil that's extracted, that's not on the shelf, that doesn't say body cream. It doesn't say you know, um, pet treat. Pet treat. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That it, it's it's really the hemp plant um, that Darwin even said you can just eat the plant as it is and, and you'd get benefit from it. Yeah. Our research, I mean, we know that if you have a natural extracted whole plant oil, then that's something that can be used by anything with a vertebrae, anything with an endocannabinoid system. So you don't need something like a pet specific treat because who knows what other additives are being put in there. Like when I give it to my pets, I just drop it on a soft treat, put it in their food or drop it directly in their mouth. And I rub it topically on their sore joints too. Or in the case of a cream, you never know what else is in that cream. So, I, you know, I believe and you believe and we're under the impression that a lot of this is just marketing. It's uh, a way to get a consumer interested in a CBD product. And I think the takeaway is you don't specifically need a cream. You don't specifically need a pet product. You can use a natural extracted oil topically. You can take it under your tongue. You can mix it with food. And uh, there's no reason not to try it. Yeah, and not to try it. And then even back to a lot of the questions that came up at the beginning, even George's question, which is how do I know if it's a good product and, and it's up to standards if not? And a lot of that is the transparency of the business, which is why Max and I do what we do. Yeah. Um, it's why we do the radio show. It's why we have the product. That's why we're out talking to people all day long um, is to make that uh, make that known. I want to make sure that we can really thank everyone, though, for today. And, and the listeners, obviously, you're the most important. This is why we do the show. Uh, we want you to understand that there is a wealth of health and information out there in the cannabis plant. And we bring you these experts so you can just take a little bit uh, of a, a step towards every day and, and learning more. So we also want to thank Darwin Millard, the Spock of Cannabis, man. You were awesome, and we need to have you back because we haven't even scratched the surface. Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez, Doc G's Corner, always adds a tremendous value to the show. Noah, you did great today. Thank you very much for uh, showing up here and, and queuing up all our music and making things perfect. Let's thank Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Visit us at www.maxandstevens.com. Pick up some bottles for you, a friend, a loved one. Call or text us at 443 743-2444. Hey folks, we plant a tree for every bottle you purchase. Catch all of our previous episodes on understandingcbd.com.